and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee, the Gaming Brew. And I'm your host, Brett Dicer. Please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review. Let's get to the number one spot in the leisure category. But this week, I'm going to be talking about Volition not being uh, independent. It feels like an independent developer. It's going to... We'll talk about it a little bit more. Dead Island 2 is going to be delayed. Free game that you should get from Epic. Also, why Spider-Man Miles Morales is not the best Spider-Man game. We're going to be talking about Battlefield 2042's Season 3 kind of update. Elgato's new stream deck, which is very interesting. Talk a little bit about Modern Warfare 2. And then my main thing is, well, Blizzard, you got done effed up Sombra, and this is why you are wrong to completely nerf her. And it's going to be a hot take. So enjoy that hot take, but let's get on with the show. Mmm, that's good. And I hope everybody's having a lovely Friday, but let's get on with it. So Volition, the developer of Saints Row and Free Space, if you don't know, they actually made Free Space prior to that. Really one of the best flight sim games of the early days that I've ever played is going to be part of Gearbox now. Apparently Embracer is going to give Gearbox all the bad developers or developers aren't doing great. I don't really understand this strategy. But it, they are not going to be their, I guess, independent self. It's a really weird. It's like, well, we're not really closing it. It's just they're going to be part of Gearbox, but they're not really going to be part of Gearbox. But because Saints Row didn't really do well, but it did well because it met expectations. It, it's a jumbled mess of messaging where it's like, so are they good or are they bad? I don't understand what you're really trying to tell me, but they're going to be part of Gearbox now, Gearbox Publishing, so best of luck to them. I skipped Saints Row because, well, hey, as many developers have started to go towards more of the woke type of messaging, it just doesn't play well with the majority of people. Majority of people don't want to hear your pandering or plattering or self-righteousness about how terrible a group of people are because of the skin of their color. So that's the biggest problem. It, it just doesn't play well and businesses aren't really getting it. And so what happens is that they care more about the wokeness than the actual game itself. And the game itself suffers. Get rid of those ideologies, create gig, great games. You can create your own woke character within it, make fun of him or just, make it serious but not every character needs to be quote-unquote woke the problem is that and the technical issues made saints wrote a skip in my book and a lot of people's books too all right moving on to dead island 2 is going to be delayed again for three months so we still have dying light 2 not to be confused with dead island 2 did i say dead island it's dead island 2 so there are differences. They came around relatively the same time. They are relatively similar in some ways of just like weapon crafting and everything and zombies, but they're different because Dying Light 2 has parkour-ish type of a thing and Dead Island 2 doesn't really 
have that. It's it's really hard to distinguish between both of them because I mean, first of all, they all they all basically have the same thing as zombies are everywhere, and it's really hard to distinguish both of them. Which which I just reiterated myself again, but like I said, it's just it's hard to like differentiate them. That's just the that's just the main problem. But at least it's coming out, Deadline Two is coming out after eight year delay or development. All right, moving on to Epic Store's freebie is going to be Star Wars Squadrons. Now, if you haven't picked this up, I highly recommend you pick this up. This brings back the days of X-Wing, TIE Fighter, those types of games, and it does a really, really good job. I'm sad that EA really didn't do much with it beyond that. They're like, hey, look, guys, here it is. All right, we're going to go and play, do other games, basically make other games and really not do anything about this, not make a squadrons two, maybe. I mean, that would be the, the best way of doing it. Make a squadrons two. It did really well. People loved it. It was generally well received. Make a second one. Like seriously, EA, EA, what are you guys doing? Instead you focus. I, and I understand why you focus in on your own IPs because you get more money that way. You don't spend a certain amount of fees on license IP. You don't own but this one did well. Unlike Battlefront, which did terrible in the beginning and then did better in the long run. This one did well from the beginning. It was great from the beginning. Make a second one. It was a good game. It was a solid game. It played well. People loved it. People loved the multiplayer at the same time. Utilize that and make a second one. Don't leave it languishing because it was a one-off. I mean, it was a one-off because you didn't think it was going to work and it worked. And now you're just like, eh, well, still one-off, not just like repositioning being like, hey, let's make a second one because this one did so well. We didn't expect it to do so well, so we're going to make a second one. Like you did Jedi Fallen Order. You weren't expecting it to do well and it did well and you're like, okay, we'll make a second one. Do that with Star Wars Squadrons. All right, moving on. So Star, I mean, Spider-Man... Miles Morales came out, I think this week, last week, something like that. It came out and Rock Paper, Rock, Paper Shotgun decided that it, it's better than the original Spider-Man from the same developer. And I'm like, no, it's really not. It's pretty much a step down from it. They're like, well, it's tightly tuned and less content. It's like, well, that's that just basically means you're paying more for less. It's It's really tight. And it's got a really good story. No, it really doesn't have a good story. I thought it was probably one of the worst stories I've seen. <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't the best one. And the problem again was, which I keep on saying from saying before, they have decided you to make woke ideology, the ideology where I had a, BLM thing, which by the way, BLM is not the best organization you should be associating with right now, especially since the founders have basically embezzled the money that was supposed to go to the organization to buy multi-million dollar houses. They've basically the BLM and Antifa destroyed about, and this is a conservative estimation, about $2 billion worth of damage, killed dozens of people or maimed dozens of people. And so no, this is not the best one, specifically because it chose a side, and I do not like the the side it chose. Now, if you disagree with me, that's fine. 
but you're still wrong. Here's the thing. I like the original Spider-Man because it wasn't about that. And the woke people hated Spider-Man, the first one, because it was it played a little too close or a little too friendly with police. Well, no crap, Sherlock. Police actually make cities safe. Anyways, it's it's interesting. I'm not saying it's a terrible game. It's not a terrible game at all. It's actually the the combat is good. The combat is solid. It's interesting with his powers that Spider-Man, the original Peter Parker, doesn't have. That's the interesting part. I just felt like the story was lackluster, a little short, and it felt like it was almost a DLC that they made into a full game. That was my biggest con- criticism, which apparently this person liked the most. So <laughs> agree to disagree. If you like it, play it. Like, I'm not going to stop you from playing it. That is your decision where you spend your money. I'm just giving you my opinion. All right, moving on to Battlefield 2042. And this week they brought out a trailer for season three, and it looks very interesting. There is a new hero or new specialist, excuse me, not new hero, new specialist, which is basically a new hero anyways. They're, They're playing the Overwatch 2 thing similarly. But there's a new specialist. It looks like he has an airburst grenade launcher, which will help with crowded rooms, especially if you can't see anybody. So it's going to be very interesting to play them. Also has a new tank. It has a rail gun, which is very interesting. There also was a rail gun sniper rifle. Very interesting as well. Two new redesigned vanilla maps, which Breakaway looks 10 times better than what it actually is. So finally we get better vanilla maps. The vanilla maps were not great. Let's just be honest with you. Too much wide open areas, but manifest also gets a rework as well. Manifest was the least worst map from the vanilla maps, but it still wasn't great, but it's really good to see that eventually the specialist system or the specialist will be into classes. It won't be in this one. I think it's like mid season, season three, they're going to be addressing that, but yes, it will. There will be a class system in there. And the new map is in Sweden called spearhead. And that looks interesting as well. I'm very excited for this. And it makes me want to bequeath my interest in playing this game again. Cause I really just had, have had no interest whatsoever not to say that Battlefield isn't one of my favorite franchises. It's just 2142 just doesn't hold you enough for that one. So we'll see. We'll see if I how much I like it or not. I tried to play Battlefield 1 again, and there was nobody playing in the servers. Even at night, I was like, huh? What? You said servers were not... Were, there were a lot of servers. There's not as many as, as you think. But I'm glad to see that, that popularity came back. Maybe the popularity will transition over with season three on Battlefield 2042. We will see. All right, moving on to Elgato. And Elgato made a thing. It made a Stream Deck Plus. This has got buttons and knobs and touchscreens. And it looks like it's a video and audio, video, audio, and photo editing dream which bequeaths my interest because I'm like, ooh, knobs and everything. I can do a lot more things with it because... I have the loop deck. It's not great. I've, I've been trying to get it to work, trying to, but there are so many de- like actual delays, late, latency delays with this that it just, it's not good. F- 
for my needs. I love the hardware. I think the hardware is great. It's just, it's just not as instant as I would like it to be. So this is probably going to be sold for the most part. And this is going to be traded for that. Now it looks like the knobs will be replaceable, or at least you can change the knobs to be different colors. There's the face, the face plate will not be removable. So you can't change that. Also the back of it is screwed on. So it's not magnetic like the stream deck is. And it looks like you can use the stream deck with this as well. So it can be just kind of a, addition to your stream deck as well. So I'm very excited about this. It's not cheap. It's about $300 for this. No, $200 for this one. $300 was the webcam, $200 for this one, but it will help my flow, especially if I'm going to be doing color, edit, color coding or anything like that. Color grading, sorry, color grading or anything like that through DaVinci Resolve. Also, it can help with audio. It can help with Twitch, OBS, Wavelink. You get, you get the audio software from Elgato with this stream deck plus, which is also a good thing. It also helped with Spotify, probably YouTube music as well. A bunch of different things that you can do with this one, which I'm excited to see what I can do with this one and finally tune things, which is another great thing. Also shadow was it shadow FX, which does a lot of the actual like um, pre-built profiles will have profiles and it already has a profile for DaVinci Resolve for this. I'm very excited to see what this will actually do and how this will help with my, with my productivity in general. All right, moving on to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. It is Steam most popular paid game at this moment. It's smashed records. It made $800 million in record time it's just good and the new season came out battle pass is a little weird i played a little bit last night it's a little weird not really keen on it but it's not terrible i haven't played the dmz one yet and i haven't played really played warzone i'm just not interested in that as much but multiplayer is still multiplayer you still get frustrated when people kill you quickly but you also kill people quickly at the same time too so it's trade-off I'm not saying that Modern Warfare 2 is the worst Call of Duty I've played. That's Vanguard or 1980. Those were not good. But I still think the original Modern Warfare, the re, the remastered version or the new series, the 2019 one, is still better than the new than the Modern Warfare 2, but not by much. It's very slight better on this one. But... We'll see how well people actually like the new Warzone. Uh, for little chatters that it's not great. That they kind of wished for Redunks to be back and the new one's not really good. So we'll see. We'll see how well the cheating actually brings down if Ricochet is actually working very well. There's just a lot of things in play. When I did try to install it the first day, it there were server issues downloading it, which was kind of funny, but... What are you going to do? I had to play it the next day, basically. All right, moving on to my main thing. Yes, Overwatch 2, even if it was a day delay on the midseason patch, the midseason patch is here. And it's done a bunch of different things. So, first of all, D.Va has had a nerf. So, her spread damage went from 3.5 to 3.75. Her impact damage went from... from Booster from 25 to 15 and fixed in the last update, Calm Mac Ultimate reduced by 
Zarya got a slight nerf. I don't think it's going to be enough, but duration for the particle berries from 2.5 to two seconds and cooldown is 10 to 11 seconds. And this is also for projected barriers too. Genji got a nerf maximum ammo reduced from 30 to 24 and damage reduced from 29 to 27. Junkrat, for whatever reason, got a nerf. Aiming, arming time increased from 0.5 to 0.75 for steel trap, and trap duration reduced from three to two and a half seconds. Sombra got a complete and utter nerf, which I'm going to be talking about a little bit more in detail about why this is stupid. But her ability lockout duration reduced from 1.75 to 1.5, and hack. You can no longer hack targets that have already been hacked and hack duration has been, or damage multiplier has been reduced from 40 to 25%. Kiriko, invulnerability duration reduced from her swift step from 0.4 to 0.25. So it's a minor nerf, it's not that bad. Also, it seems like Tracer got a buff, which she has silent footsteps where you can't really hear her. So we'll see how well that plays out. And that's really the updates or the mid-season updates for this. So here's my rant. Why do you completely nerf Sombra? I get the whole train hacks. That was actually a pretty bad thing. That was I completely agree that that should no longer be a thing. But if you're going to do that, then reduce her hacking to five seconds. I don't understand why it has to be eight seconds now. Because really, if you're a Sombra, you're... You may come back once or twice to try to finish her off, but usually the healers are going to heal it back where you can't really do it. Also, the damage reduction to her damage multiplier makes it completely ridiculous to try to even kill or eliminate somebody who's being healed because they will heal outheal your damage. I get she was annoying, but she wasn't the most OP character when Overwatch 2 launched. That was Sojourn. Sojourn is the most overpowered, overtuned, DPS hero ever right now. There is nothing that beats her. Her rail her railgun is completely overtuned and will kill you, will kill anybody. The the reason why I tell people this because I play quite a bit of Sombra. She was my main. I might have to switch to Echo, but I do play other ones too. So I do play Echo. I do play I'll try to play Reaper. I'll try to play Soldier. Ash is another one that I'll try to play. Like there's several other ones that I will play but she is the one she's actually my number one most played in my heart's number two but she's my most played because it, it it's a thinking man's game to try to like figure out how to do it and i played her since overwatch one so i'm not like just like going into this going yeah i like the overpowered hero i'll play this one no i played her since overwatch one i tried to figure out how to play her in overwatch one and in previous my previous episode I did say how to make her viable and how to have counterplay with her. And it was a hybrid of Overwatch 2 and Overwatch 1. Where Overwatch 2, you can hack while stealth, health packs, Bob, and deterrence, and that type of thing. That's fine. That's that's hackable without being exposed. And then heroes, you have to unstealth and hack them. I thought that was actually a better thing, but... That's my thing. But the problem is, and most people don't know, is that Sombra's a very 1v1 DPS character. You really have to 1v1, and then you have to get out. And you can have your translate locator close, but it's not a silver, like, 
you still have a lot of risk, especially how close you get to somebody. It's a lot of risk. People don't really understand that part either is that you have to place it well enough where people won't find it, but you can't, unless you're far enough away, you can't just repeat that same thing over and over again. It takes a lot to understand how to play here, especially with the proximity of health packs to Sombra as well, because if you're not close to a health pack or you're put your translocator right next to it, which you should rarely do put a little bit further distance. So people have to find it because if you put it right next to a hacked health pack, they'll just shoot it because that's where it's at. I've seen a lot of Sombras do that. Don't do that. Put it somewhere higher ground, a few meters away. It doesn't matter, but put it enough where they still have to hunt for it. And it's not easy to find. Eventually they will find it if you put it in the same spot over and over again, but that's another thing. But the problem is, is that even with the 40% damage or damage multiplier, it still took almost a full clip to kill somebody. I had to reload every single time. And I still have to reload every single time I translocate because I'm running out of bullets constantly. So this whole thing about like how she's overpowered, she's not really as overpowered as you think. It's just that in the beginning you weren't aware of what she was doing and a lot of times since I'm a somber player and then I play tank too, because I originally was tank, I would figure out where the spots were and I would kill her quite quickly because I wouldn't let her go around and do it if I could figure out where she was. Now, good somber players, yeah, it's a lot harder because you will reposition, retranslocate somewhere else and it's hard to find where she's at, which is what you should as a good somber player play. But leave the 40 or put it at 30%. But 25%, a massive, massive nerf is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I get it that uh, the support players were mad, but that's the whole point. I mean, the whole point of Sombra is to kill the squishies. That's the point of her. I get that some of them were pretty terrible and they went into the back line and just kind of a spawn camp, which I don't really do. Like, they'll do it every once in a while. But I don't like sit there purposefully and do it because that's just not fun for the other player. And you're kind of just being a dick then. But still, why? You could have just left the duration of the hack at what? Well, actually, 1.75 was like the sweet spot, which I don't understand why they didn't allow. It's not that long. Like even I've been hacked and be like, okay, I just got to like dance around and wait for the hack duration or the lockout to be done. And then the hack the hack the chain hacking was the biggest problem that was the only problem that people had with her that was the biggest problem with her and i agree that should have not happen but now that she's so weak guess who's going to be strong it's going to be hog because she's almost useless now it's going to be sojourn because she's almost useless now it's going to be widow because she's almost useless now like a lot of the annoying players the other annoying players are going to be a lot more difficult to deal with right now and blizzard was like let's just completely new to her because people are mad people are mad about a bunch of different things i hate may i think mays are annoying as hell but i don't i'm not t telling her to be out of the game i i am detest zarya players so much right now because i know when they pick it it's just to get a quick win but I still play against them. And heck, I've, I've figured out how a good strategy, especially playing as Ryan, how to play against them as well. Like I said, there's ways around 
playing these characters. You just got to find the right counterpick to them. Overwatch is about counterpicking. That's really what it is. And Overwatch 2 really highlights counterpicking to an extreme. So learn how to counterpick. If I'm playing Sombra, I'm not getting nearly as much value. I switch over to something else because I know I need to get better value. But this whole thing of like completely neutering a character because her hack was the most oppressive thing. And it was very oppressive. Trust me. I played tank and I got hacked several times. That was very oppressive. And I agree with, I, I completely agree that that should have been taken out. That should not really have been there. That was a little bit of an oversight on their part. Maybe they thought that it, it wouldn't be as bad and people would knock out the Sombra. And she's very easy to kill if you're not careful as a Sombra player. Like McCree can almost two tap you for the most part. If two headshots, you're dead with McCree and two headshots with a couple body shots, you're still dead. Hanzo can get headshots and you're dead. Widowmaker can get headshots and you're dead. Sojourn can just throw her little grenade bomb or whatever thing and then just nail you and then railgun shot you and you're dead. Kiriko can headshot you. Like I said, there is plenty of, I guess, risk in playing Sombra. She is not the most tankiest hero and that and rightfully so. I'm not saying to buffer her health at all. 200 is good because I get an advantage for it. So 200 health is actually really good. So, I agree to some of, or actually just really one of the nerfs because one of the nerfs needed to happen, but I do think eight second duration needs to be reduced to five second duration. So every five seconds to get to hack instead of every eight seconds. But I mean, still, I mean, you still can't hack the target for five seconds and you're not going to keep on hacking them. You're going to hack and then you're going to go to a different target and that's fine. That's what we should do. Like, Figure out a way of like getting into the weak links of the team is this is the somber way of doing things anyways. But that's my thing. Way, 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 way overdid the nerf on Sombra to a certain extent where she will be the least picked hero, unfortunately, and it's just it's just ridiculous. Like it should not happen whatsoever. But do you agree or disagree with that? And what is your favorite hero on Overwatch? Let me know in the comments below. But thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review. Let's get to the number one spot. And join me next week as we talk about what's going on in the PC gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Play the games you want to play and play the favorite heroes you want to play in Overwatch. And see you next week. Later.